morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We've been talking about anger, and it's really, really important that we learn how to overcome our anger because anger can be so destructive. Now, it can be used positively. We'll look at that some tomorrow. We see how God has anger, and Jesus had anger, and we're told, be angry and yet do not sin. Unfortunately, so often when we get angry, we're sinning. And we want to, we don't want to do that because anger can destroy you, can destroy your health, destroy your 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 physical health, certainly can destroy your emotions. It can destroy your relationship with God. And it can certainly destroy your relationship with people you care about. Anger is a destructive, destructive emotion. We must overcome it. The Bible says that he who controls his spirit is greater than the mighty. And indeed, it may be great to be able to conquer a city or to to become a powerful person, but if anger is what controls you, or if you you can control your anger, you're more powerful than that person because you can control yourself. And that's really what biblical wisdom, where it's at, and that's ultimately who really wins in the end. But, we, but what do you do about anger that you can't control? We talked yesterday about giving up rights and having a servant attitude. And so often, I find in maybe 80% of the time, the things that upset us, that trigger us, they really shouldn't. They're not that big of a deal. We ought to value a relationship more than, than, than the, the offense that we suffered And so as we yield rights and take the role of a servant, as did Jesus Christ, then that's what helps us not be triggered by those 80% of things. But how about when you've got something you just can't forget? You really were violated. You really were hurt. And it's something you just can't really get over. Well, let's talk some about what the Bible say for that today. And I pray, by the way, This could be a life-changing day for some of you. This could be a life-changing day. Jesus said we must learn how to overcome this. And some of us are we're we're captured, we're chained by past hurts that and we can't move on. And so let's talk about today how we can do that. In in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, we read this: let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice, but be, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. There's a couple things I want to bring out from this. First of all, obviously, we need to let anger be put behind us, wrath, bitterness. These are the things that poison our soul and poison those around us. So we've got to overcome it. How do you overcome it? Well, first, you forgive. You forgive. Forgiveness is the process of releasing someone. It doesn't mean you agree with what they did. It doesn't mean you say they were right. It doesn't even mean you're going to forget about what they did. It means that in the eyes of God, you're going to release them. You're going to choose to forgive them. You're going to choose not to seek to get even with them, not to seek to punish them, not to want to hurt them. You say, God, I forgive this person. It's a matter of the will. 
You may not feel like it. Often you don't. It's a matter of choosing in obedience to God to say, I will not hold vengeance, bitterness, and a grudge against this person. You do it as much for you as for anyone. With, when we get angry, we, we, a lot, often we want to punish the person who hurt us. But often we end up just punishing ourselves. Often our anger doesn't really settle the score, get even, doesn't really hurt them. Sometimes it can, but lots of times it hurts us a whole lot more. And so part of forgiveness is as Christians, we forgive as God forgave us. And that's how we do forgive. Did we, did we understand all that we did wrong to God? No. Were we sorry for everything we've ever done to God? No. Are we as sorry, even what we realize, are we as sorry as we ought to be? No. But God forgives us in spite of all that. And likewise, we ought to forgive others as well. Actually, what if they're not even sorry? Now, this is a tougher question, because if they're not sorry, how do we forgive? Well, we do. Does it, again, doesn't mean we agree with what they're doing. Doesn't mean we don't put up boundaries for the future. Doesn't mean we forget and are naive and allow them to just keep right on hurting us. But it says, in my heart of hearts, I'm releasing. I'm not going to try and get even. I'm not going to return vengeance upon you. The second thing you've got to see here is, in order to do that, you've got to replace that feeling of anger with something else. What does he say? You replace the anger with kindness, tenderheartedness, forgiveness. Instead of wanting vengeance upon a person, you are kind to them. Instead of being angry and bitter at them, you intentionally be kind to them, intentionally forgive them. You replace one with another. Lots of times we, we, when we only re- try and forgive and do not replace it with tenderheartedness, kindness, when, excuse me, when we only try and not be angry, and we walk around, I'm not going to be angry today. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be angry. And we have not replaced that anger with kindness, tenderheartedness, and forgiveness. Then the anger just comes right back up. So we, it's called in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about we put off one thing and we put on another. We put off our anger. We put on forgiveness. We put off our anger and bitterness. We put on kindness and tenderness. It's not enough to just say, I'll, I'll just kind of be neutral towards you. I won't be angry anymore. I'll be neutral. No, what we want to say on our part, I want to be kind. I want to be forgiving. I want to be aggressive in this. Again, you say, well, what if they're not sorry? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that you just open yourself up to be hurt again. I'm not saying you're being naive or you just say, well, I'm going to forget, pretend it never happened. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, I release you. And I, by the grace of God and the power of God, I will treat you as God would want me to. But there's a really important thing. You stop being angry, you replace it with kindness and forgiveness, but lots of times it just keeps coming back up. And and it keeps welling back up, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment at how they hurt you, what they did to you. You can't forget about it. And one necessary step, by the way, Sometimes it does take time, and don't assume that you can just go through this exercise quickly and then it's all over, particularly if the hurt was very deep, personal. 
But sometimes what we need to do is say also to this. This next step, I think, is an important one. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says this, Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Part of what anger is, anger is, and the lack of forgiveness, is the desire on my part to even the score. I'm going to punish them. I'm going to be angry at them. I might use violence against them. I might use angry, violent words against them. I might use physical violence. I might use angry, violent words against them. I might punish them by being silent and, and, and shunning them. But whatever it is, it's this desire to punish a person. And Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, don't take your own vengeance. Leave room for God to take care of things. <clears throat> I found in life that life's difficulties, trials, and hardships are often allowed by God because He's working on us. He's got things He wants to do in our life. He's got humility He wants to work within us, brokenness, he, sin that He wants to uh, clean out of our lives, pride that we may have. And indeed, God can use hurtful people and terrible circumstances to bring us to a place of brokenness and humility where our spirit draws close to God and we become more and more like Jesus. Remember, like we said yesterday, there's never, ever been a person who was treated less like what he deserved than Jesus. He deserved to be treated as the King of kings and Lord of lords, and yet he was even by those who believed in him, often they didn't believe him. Even by those who followed him, often they failed him, didn't see who he really was, and of course his enemies killed him. Jesus, God uses our trials, difficulties, and hardships to make us more and more like Christ. And I found that when we allow God to work on us and we release our offender into the hands of God. We say, God, okay, listen, I'm, I'm not going to take my vengeance. I'm going to, I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to forgive. I'll do my part to return goodness. I'll do my part to overcome. I'm going to let you, God, work upon me and my attitude and my heart that when we have that spirit, God has a way of working on the other person. He might bring them to humility and repentance. He might bring them to justice. Sometimes the most difficult thing about not being able to move on from our anger is when justice was not done, particularly if something really was criminal, something really was a, a deep violation. We're not talking about, again, someone, like we said yesterday, showed home, showed up late for dinner, and you're irritated that, that they were late. We're talking about an abuse or a crime or something that was really wrong. Um, God has a way of settling the score. God has a way of bringing that to the light. It may take some time, but God has a way. When we forgive people does not mean if they've committed a crime that we don't expect or, or justice, legal justice. It doesn't mean we ask the police not to prosecute. It means that we release from our heart if they've committed a crime, the justice system, it's certainly appropriate 
to to allow the justice to take its place to to take its course. If if it's some, something that they're ever going to get held accountable for legally, we give it to God. Vengeance is not ours; it's God's. God knows how to take vengeance. God knows how to take to do what needs. To. The Bible's filled with examples, filled with examples of people who meant evil to someone, and God turned it for good. I think of Joseph and his brothers. I think of Haman's gallows. I think of th- so many examples. Saul with David, so many examples of God knowing how to bring things where they ought to be. So brothers and sisters, this is the process. Now, it's simple to say it's difficult to do because it really has to do with our flesh and our pride. But when you've been wounded and you and you are triggered by anger, and, and your anger relates to past wounds, Number one, say, God, I will not, I don't want to be angry. I will be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. And I will give this over to you and allow you, Lord, if a score needs to be settled, I'm going to let you do it. My hands are off. I'm not going to let this person hold me in chains. I'm moving on with my life. Father in heaven, we thank you for the we thank you for the, the freedom that comes from forgiving others. Father, we don't want to live lives of anger and wrath and bitterness. We don't want to go through life holding grudges against people. We want the freedom to love people, the freedom to walk in joy, the freedom to experience your closeness. We want the freedom to just love every person we ever encounter. Father, we come to you and we bring our wounds and our hurts and the times that others really have violated us. We're we're tired of those things controlling us, Father. We're tired of those things continuing to hurt us. Father, today we just want to, by faith, say we forgive, we release. We, we, We give our offenders into your hands. We leave room for you to take vengeance. We don't, we, we, we don't want to be getting even the score or punishing these people. Father, if that's what is right and just, we'll leave it into your hands and trust you'll take care of it. Help us, Father, to release. Help us to let go. Help us to not let those who've hurt us continue to imprison us. We thank you, Jesus, for how you have forgiven us. We pray we could forgive others the same way, freely, fully, whether they fully understand it or not. And Lord, even those who won't ask forgiveness, even those who don't think they've wronged us, but they have, help us, Father, to again, again, to just leave them into your hands and move on with our life. We pray for this. Give us this grace, even this very day, even right now. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, it's an important message today. I hope you've appreciated it. Hope it's made a difference for you. You might want to listen to it over and again. Sometimes it needs us. This has been the most difficult battle I've had to fight in life. People talk about besetting sins or difficult things. They talk about things that they're always struggling with. For me, the two or three times in my life, the biggest spiritual battles I've had to fight are forgiving when when a person had hurt me. I bet you've had that same struggle. 
And if you can overcome and experience the grace of God, it's going to be wonderful. If it keeps chaining you back, that's tough. So might God give you that grace and strength, okay? Share this with others who may need to hear it. We're here every day. I hope you come join us every day. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe, hit the notify button, like the video, and tell me where you're from. Leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. Those of you who come back day by day, I trust God's changing your life. We want to be overcomers, the people God wants us to be, and we realize the value of getting to the Word of God every single day. So God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord strengthen you, fill you with grace, fill you with forgiveness and love and the power of the Holy Spirit to do what you could never do without Him. I love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.